In Jesus' name, amen. I, I wonder if, if any of you have ever experienced a similar situation to this one. Imagine for a second that you are at home, and, and let's pretend that you are sitting on the couch. You're there at home, all alone, no one else is around, you're just you, and, and, and let's say you have something in your hand this morning. Let's say it's your cell phone. You're on the couch, you're holding your cell phone, it's right there. Uh, when all of a sudden you realize you need to step into the other room for a second, maybe to grab a glass of water. And so you set down your cell phone on the, the coffee table in front of you. You go into the other room. You get your glass of water. You come right back. You're gone for maybe 20, 30 seconds. And when you come back to get your phone that you set on the table, you know you set it there. It's, it's not there. You think, well, that's strange. I, I just had it. I know I had it in my hand. I set it down. I was gone for 10 seconds. I come back and and where is it? Has something like that ever happened to anyone here? It happens to me all the time. I, I just misplace things. And when that happens to me, then, then you start looking, right? Maybe you stick your hand down in between the couch cushions. You're, you're looking for it. You pull open the drawers, and you're, and you're looking, and you're looking, and you're looking. And then maybe eventually uh, someone else comes into the room, your husband or your wife or one of the kids, and they have this wide-eyed look on their face. Their, their jaws are open because in the meantime, you have managed to pull all the cushions off the couch. The coffee table is on its side. The pictures are off of the wall. The place is a mess. And they're like, what are you doing? And you're like, I, I had my phone. It was right there in my hand. I, I set it down. I was gone for 10 seconds. And I, I come back and it, it's not there. And you're wondering where it is. Maybe, maybe something like that has happened to you. Or maybe I'm the only one who loses my mind uh, like that. Uh, uh, but I know for me, uh, this happens all of the time, and, and maybe you too, uh, with peace. Uh, peace is something that just very quickly disappears. It's there one moment, you have it there in your hand. I think uh, most of us, we've experienced peace, we've tasted its sweetness. It's like it's right there, and then you, you turn your back on it for one second, and the peace is gone. You, you barely blink. And the peace that you have experienced in life is suddenly nowhere to be found. And you're left looking around like, where is that? Where is the peace? I, I know I just had it. Maybe, maybe it's this way for you, this, this peace you've experienced in your family. Uh, maybe for a time, everyone in your house was getting along. Maybe it happened last weekend on Easter. Everyone came to church. You brought the whole family. You went out to lunch or brunch afterwards. Uh, you, you had the Easter egg hunt in the yard with all of the little kids, and, and everything was peaceful. And you said, thank you, Lord, for, for all of this peace. And then suddenly, and you don't know how it happened, but you look around, and someone's mad at someone else. And your spouse isn't talking to you, and you don't know why. And, and the kids are complaining, and, and you're thinking to yourself, what happened to this peace? It was here just last Sunday. Uh, but, but that's how it is. Peace just disappears. Or, or maybe it's this way with you and your retirement retirement for you is everything you thought it would be. Uh, you wake up every morning whenever you want. You, you sit in your most comfortable chair. You, you have your mug of coffee. Uh, but then one day you get up out of that chair in the morning. You set down your coffee and you go to the doctor's office. And you get that diagnosis that you never expected to get. And by the time you come back and sit back in that chair and pick up your cup of coffee right where you left it, the peace is gone. And you're left thinking to yourself, what happened? Just a few hours ago, I was right here and I had so much peace. My retirement was, was everything that I hoped and dreamed it ever would be. But now the, the peace is gone. And you're left wondering and scratching your head thinking, where is the peace? Or, or maybe it's this way with you in your relationship with God. 
with you and God, everything has been great. Things are moving along smooth. You've, you've been saying your prayers faithfully. You've been doing your devotions. You've been reading the Bible. You've been coming to church every weekend. Uh, you feel so close to God. And then all it takes is one momentary lapse in judgment, one quick sidetrack into sin, a, a moment of guilty pleasure, of materialism or gossip or some little white lies, whatever it is, and, and all of a sudden, by the time you turn back around to God, it, it feels like he is a million miles away, or maybe even like he is the enemy, and, and you're left wondering to yourself, where is the peace? How do I get back there to that peace that I had experienced with God? Where, where is the peace? Maybe, maybe you've experienced something like that. It seems to me as, as though this is something that the disciples were going through in our gospel reading for today, the, the, the ten apostles who were gathered together. Because they had experienced peace, right? Three years of it, of amazing, beautiful peace. For three years, those ten apostles had walked and talked and sat at the feet of Jesus. They had heard him teach the most amazing lessons with wisdom and authority. Uh, they had seen him heal people, miraculously heal people. People who couldn't walk and couldn't see and couldn't hear were amazingly and miraculously healed. And they had heard Jesus speak into their ears some of the most beautiful promises that anyone has ever made. They had experienced true peace, and yet when we find them today in our gospel reading, it seems like all of that peace is gone. They had barely blinked. They barely turned around. And now Jesus has been betrayed by one of their own. And the next day, he is mocked and ridiculed. He has a crown of thorns placed on his head. Before they know it, before they can realize what's happening, he's up on a cross. He's been killed and crucified and then slung into a grave. And I would have to imagine as they huddled there together that day in our reading, behind those strong locked doors and all of their fear, scared and alone and isolated and trapped, that they, they were wondering to themselves, what happened to that peace? Where did it go? Uh, but it, it's just then, as, as you know, you heard in our story, that Jesus appears, right? He, he sees them in their fear behind those strong locked doors and he shows up and he's, he's not condemning them for their lack of faith. He's not judging them or wagging his finger at his disciples, but, but he's come to give them exactly what they need, exactly what they're looking, looking for. And, and it's there, I think, that we see the amazing loving kindness of Jesus who gives them the peace that they have longed for. Peace be with you, Jesus says. Not once in our reading, not twice, but three times he says it, peace be with you, peace be with you, peace be with you. And yet I wonder if that, if that wasn't good enough. We know it probably wasn't good enough for Thomas. He wasn't there the first time Jesus appeared, but I'm sure the other disciples told him and, and told him about the peace that Jesus brings, but he, he doesn't believe it. He, he doesn't buy it. And maybe the others don't at first either because maybe they are like us. After all, we have heard Jesus promise peace, right? More times than we can count. We've come to church and we heard an awful lot about peace. Pastors have preached about it. We've sung about it in our songs. We've heard it in the scriptures over and over again. We've just come to expect that we're going to hear this Christian message of peace from Jesus. We know, we know, we get it that Jesus promises peace. But some of us are, are left wondering, oh yeah, Jesus, if you promise peace, well, where is it? 
Where is the peace that you promise in my failed and broken marriage? Where is my peace? And where is the peace as, as I go off to chemotherapy and radiation treatments? How can you say there's peace, Jesus? Where is mine? Where is, is my peace when my kids won't even talk to me anymore? Where is the peace when I turn on the news and all I see is, is another innocent child shot on the streets of Chicago or another act of terror that always seems to be moving closer to home? Jesus, you have promised peace. You talk all about it, but where is it? Maybe the disciples were wondering that. I don't know. But if they were, Jesus shows them exactly where to find it. Jesus shows up. He promises peace, but he's not just about talk. He, he lifts out his hand and he says, right here, look at my hand. Do you see where the nail went in? Here is where you find your peace and the amazing sacrifice that I made. Here is your peace. Look at my hand. He pulls aside his cloak and he says, look at my side. Stick your finger in it if you need to. Here is where you find peace. Right here, look at the sacrifice that I made for your sins. Look at the punishment that I took that, that you all deserve. Look at the price that I paid that you could never afford. Do you see the burden that I took that you couldn't carry. Look, Jesus says, look at my hand where the nail went in. Look at my side that was pierced for your transgression. Look how I have conquered your sin. The sin that no longer controls you, that no longer condemns you, that no longer wags its judging finger at you, that will no longer follow you into eternity. Look to see how I have conquered it all, how I am victorious. Look right here at my hand and in my side. Look at me. Here is your peace. See, as Jesus does that, as he points to his hand and, and into his side, he is reminding them that they don't need to go looking or searching for peace. But instead, they can rest easy, knowing that the peace that they long for, the peace that they are looking for, is found in him. There are, there are two propositions or, or two truths that I've been thinking about as I kind of reflected on this story throughout this week. And, and I would like for you to think about them too and, and maybe let me know uh, if you agree, uh, if, you, if you're tracking with me. The first truth, the first proposition that I've been thinking about as I read this story is that the opposite of peace is fear. It seems to be true to me the more I thought of it. The opposite of peace is fear because if you think back to our story, there were the disciples and they were huddled together. They were scared and afraid. And Jesus comes to bring them the opposite. He comes to bring them peace. Um, I think that the opposite of peace is fear. That's the first truth. The second truth I've been thinking about is that uh, fear is always the result of sin. Now, that's not to say that it's a, a sin to be afraid, but it's just to say that if there was no sin in the world, there would be no reason to be afraid. We would all be living in perfect, loving harmony with the God and the creator of the universe. So, so, so fear is always the result of of sin, but what we're reminded of today in, in the hands and in the side of Jesus is that he has conquered sin, that he has defeated it, that he killed it and crucified it and buried it in the grave so that it is powerless against us now. And, and if Jesus has conquered and defeated sin, then we have no reason to be afraid. And in him and in his sacrifice, we have the peace that we have been looking for, the peace that we are longing for. It's not found in our paychecks or the size of our 401ks or in our retirement accounts. Our peace is in Jesus. It's not in all the, the grown-up toys we've collected in this world, in the cars and the boats and the vacation homes. No, the peace that we are longing for is in Jesus. It's not in the temporary uh, cheap thrills and sinful excursions 
that grab our attention and make us feel good for a little while. No, our lasting peace is only and always found in Jesus. Which doesn't mean that we're not going to be scared sometimes. Or that we won't forget that we have the peace that we're looking for. Because until Jesus comes and restores and renews all things and wipes away sin once and for all, we will still experience fear. We will still wonder sometimes where our pieces. And, and that's why I believe that, that, that God has given us each other. That's why he's put the people in, in the pews next to you right there to, to remind you of the peace that you have. When you're scared and when you're alone and when you're wondering where the peace is, God has surrounded you with his family, with brothers and sisters who can point you back to his cross, who can point you to Jesus and say, hey, wait a second, you have peace. It's yours already. Remember his hands. Remember his side. Remember brother or sister, that you have peace. We're going to keep forgetting that. And so we need to keep reminding each other uh, of it. And so to, to help us uh, remind each other of it this morning, I would like for you all, if you can, to repeat after me. Jesus' presence brings peace. Okay, let's try that again. Jesus' presence brings peace. In Jesus' name.